Welcome to the Burbs Minute Podcast, quite possibly the greatest Franklin Ajaya movie ever made. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Erkutch. In this episode, we're covering Minute 87 of the Burbs, which begins with Carol saying she lives there and ends with a cop saying that Clopex were picking up Walter's mail. I say cop in quotations because he's listed as both cop and detective. So, you know, oh, okay. I don't want to upset the man <laughs> with his rank. <laughs> yeah, if he's a detective, you don't want to call him a cop. Yeah, I think it said in the um, in the subtitles it calls him a cop, but in the credits he's credited as detective. Oh, okay. Which, I mean, there is a ton of regular cops there, so I assume that he is a detective. There's a ton of cops. There. Yeah, there's a lot of, there is a lot of police action here, although we'll, we'll get into the lack of effectiveness right here at the beginning. Okay. <laughs> About, they're there. They're just not doing anything. <laughs> so we ended the last minute, and we begin this minute with Carol going under the police tape line. And yeah. the police do a fair job of stopping her. For a second. For about, yeah, for about three seconds. <laughs> yeah. And then the cops are outsmarted by Ricky. Yeah. Ricky does a good job of uh, running interference here. Yeah, Ricky does the old, oh, look at me. He is literally, he is a manager at a WWE match. Yeah, just grabbed a hold of the referee's leg, has him turned around, and now someone's getting hit with a steel chair in the middle of the ring. The title belt, usually. Yeah, the old title <laughs> belt to the face, thrown out of the ring, you know, wrapped up. Yep. We got a, we got ourselves a new Intercontinental Champion. <laughs> this reminds me of like a, uh, this would be like a Mr. Fuji move, or maybe like a, if the guy in the ring would be like a, you know, uh, like a ravishing Rick Rude type of thing. Yeah. I, I was thinking Jimmy Hart. Oh, uh, Jimmy Hart, you get hit with the megaphone. Yeah, you get it with the megaphone. <laughs> yeah, so they fall for that. <laughs> it's it's almost like the scene in the original Rocky where this is kind of happening and Paulie lets Adrian get in the ring. Yeah. Only, at least there it made sense because it was so much chaos here. it's <laughs> There's like five cops all around Ricky. Even when she walks by, they're like, hey, miss, you want to come back here? And she just walks off. Yeah, and they don't follow her. They don't take one step with her. They just <laughs> let her walk slowly through. Yeah, they're like, oh, man, can you come back? Oh, well, she's gone. <laughs> uh, guess there's no way to get her. Yeah. Also, while she's walking, her slow zombie walk that she's doing, I picked a guy out from from the crowd. Um, we're gonna play where's with the hat and bow tie. Bow tie guy. I have it written down. <laughs> Do you I really? Have it written down right here, man with bow tie. I'm like, we need to follow this man. I have followed him. So this <laughs> this week, I will be mentioning how many times he popped up on the screen. Yeah, I, I, I happen to notice him too. I noticed him the first time here, and then he pops. Yeah, he pops up a couple more times. And I wrote uh, his man with bow tie written down. I'm like, I got to remember bring this up. Yeah. I had it uh, right there. Yeah, right at like 15, 16 seconds he shows up. Like, I, that's number one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my I do have a theory about him, but we'll talk about it later. Yeah. So then, yeah, he suddenly reverses direction. He heads another way. I originally thought he might be the gas guy, but then you see a guy walking around with like a meter on his shoulder that I kind of right. think might be from the gas company. Yeah, they're not doing a great job putting this fire out, though, because they're still working no. on it. <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely not doing a great job. Yeah, and uh, well, they were nice enough. They bandaged um, Ray up. He's got a, you know, his head's all bandaged, his right eye, which was, I'm glad they bandaged that because that looked horrific. It looked terrible. Yeah, I don't want to see that anymore. And uh, of course, the first thing out of his out of his mouth when he sees his wife is, "You cut your hair." Yeah, you cut your hair. She hugs him, which is nice because they they immediately jump on that piece of continuity error. Right. Because her hair is completely different from the last time we saw her. Because this is probably like four months later. When they shot <laughs> right as she walks over to him, Bowtie Guy walks by again for a second time. That's number two. It's sitting up. <laughs> I guess the other guys maybe don't stand out. Like, the same cops and firemen might walk by 20 times. Right. But I guess maybe you wouldn't notice them because, you know, the cops dress like a cop, firemen's in the fireman outfit. 
I don't, why would you be walking around with a bow tie there anyway? It's really strange. I really tried to figure it out. I, I had him pegged as the gas man at first, but he really doesn't look like a gas man. He looks like an orc and exterminator. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, he's got some weird pack at one point. Yeah. I, I Listen, here's what I think it is. I'll give you my theory now, and we'll point it out as we go on further. I think he's another serial killer <laughs> who, who knew about the Clopax or maybe was in contact with them and heard this happen. Is like, I got to go check this out, see what happens. Yeah. Maybe maybe want to impress him so he got dressed up. Yeah, and he's like, "Uh oh, something bad happened here." <laughs> yeah, so she says, "What have they done to you?" The first time I watched this movie, when she said, "What have they done to you?" I kind of thought she meant the Clopax. Yeah. But I realized rewatching it, she means Art and Mark. <laughs> she definitely means Art and Mark. <laughs> <laughs> like, what have your idiot friends gotten you into that you look like your face has exploded? Yeah. Although neither one of them are acting very normal. He is super subdued at this point and she's she's upset uh, but not as upset as i think she should be no she's not freaking out and screaming at all yeah i'm trying to put myself in this position you just pulled up to your house your neighbor's house is gone it's on fire it has exploded your (laughs) spouse apparently was in this blast you knew they were fooling around with what was going on over there they're all burned up and you're just like what happened what what happened that's like something you say when you come home and they leave the garage door open (laughs) right (laughs) that's the level of upset she is (laughs) <laughs> I've gotten yelled at more because I left something out and the dog ate it. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. Like you left a magazine on the on the kitchen table and the dog shredded it. Maybe she just figures she's going to get him later. <laughs> Mail's not the time. <laughs> not in front of thirty cops. I'll just <laughs> I'll just I'll wait. <laughs> and then we get uh yeah that's then we get let's end of Ray for right now and then it goes over to Art and Art's telling telling the officer so now he's calling him officer even though he's listed as detective. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now. If somebody's a detective and you're calling them officer, they're going to correct you. Every time. <laughs> yeah, until you stop doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you do it once and get the correction. You do it again, You're now you're just being a prick. <laughs> <laughs> but he swears there's a body buried in that house. <laughs> he doesn't know who. Yeah, because then the cop says, oh, you mean the old man? Yeah, he said Mr. Sesnick. I guess that's Walter's last yeah, name, Walter huh? Selznick, I think it is. <laughs> Selznick, yeah. But again, he does it here for the first time, and he'll do it again later. Art is just a... Oh, he, is, he has such an attitude with this cop. I mean, let's be honest. Art should be in cuffs right now. Yeah. I mean, no, him and Ray should both be getting should be in the sitting in the back of squad cars. At least they should not be wandering around wandering around the streets. Yeah, I think you see later. I don't know if you see it in this scene. I think it's after he gets done talking to the detective. You see, there's a cop shadowing Art. Yeah. Like, kind of making sure he doesn't go anywhere. Well, do you see when they're walking after right after they say about Mister Sleznik? Um, they walk past uh, the Klopex car with uh, Landrew sticking his head out of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good dog. He just stayed inside yeah. after a house exploded. With all those people out there, it's a good dog. Yeah, and then he, after he, said, he says the thing about being buried in the house, he calls the uh, detective Sherlock. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no thing that police love. Sherlock? As you call him Sherlock. <laughs> he does say watch it, but out. Yeah. But, I mean, why doesn't he hit all the other favorites, too? Why doesn't he say, my taxes pay your salary? I guess because they already used that one on the garbage man. Right, they already got the garbage man. Um, the that. other one, why aren't you out catching murderers? I mean, these are all the things the police just love to hear. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, if he wasn't already getting locked up, that little move might have gotten it to him. <laughs> and so then he says that, and he tells him to watch it. But then Art totally turns around for a second and is like, hey, where was he? Yeah, I it calms him down in a second just from him saying, watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's all Walter needs. He just needs someone to rein him in. Like, yeah. I guess that was – it probably was always Ray. Ray was probably the guy that always reined him in. 
until well, this, this one adventure, Ray went along with them, so they had nobody to pull them back. Yeah. Except for the wives, and the wives in this movie are pretty much ineffective at holding their men back from doing anything. <laughs> like I said, if this was made today, I think the wives or spouses, if you switched up the gender roles, would have more to do. That they, yeah, would, they would be a bigger obstacle to overcome. They wouldn't just be mildly annoying. They would have to try to stop, you know, yeah. stop them. <laughs> or the guys would have to devise a better way to get rid of them than just like, oh, go up to the lake, honey. Yeah. You'd have to get rid of Rumsfeld's wife, too. Like, you couldn't even leave her around because in this day and age, she would immediately call Carol. She can't just be the dumb blonde like she is in this movie, yeah. at, you know, no, nowadays. I'll give him this much. For 89, while she is playing the role of, like, the hot, dumb, blonde trophy wife, she's not really that dumb. No, she's not that she's dumb. You're right. She's disinterested to a point of, like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. But she's not as dumb as they could have made her, as some of the movies in this era did make their some of their female oh, leads. TV show had it like that, too. Yeah. I mean, you have to go no further than go watch Inner Space, which is made by the same director that comes out right around the same time. She's in it playing a different role, and she is a complete – she's like a slutty ditz. Okay. I mean, she's, she says something at one point. She works at a, um, a supermarket with uh, Martin Short, and she says at one point, she's like, I've slept with every guy in here. <laughs> and she's like, but I, I'm not sleeping with you because I, really, you know, I really respect you. <laughs> and that's like her whole character arc. She's only a small role in that, but that's basically it. That's her entire, yeah. Yeah, so he hits him with a. Is that. Right at the end, is that both. That's no, different bow tie guy, I think. Is that bow tie guy? It's I'm not sure. I think that's different bow tie guy. He's got a bow tie on. Yeah, well, so does, so does the one I've been following. I'm not sure if that's the same guy or not. Pretty sure there's two bow tie guys, because I don't think that's the same one. The one I'm looking at looks a little like Tom Self. The bow tie killers. That's what it is. Yeah. It's the, yeah. I got, I got a spinoff movie, The Bowtie Killers. They were uh, active in the uh, Midwest around this time. <laughs> this definitely looks like a different bowtie guy that they're walking past right now. Because well, the other one I never get a good look at. Plus, this, the other guy was wearing his bowtie on, but he just has the white shirt, right? Well, he's got a – yeah, they just – well, you'll see him because he's coming up. Yeah, because this guy's – well, we're almost at the end of the minute, so we won't see him until tomorrow. I don't think. I don't think we'll catch him in the last four seconds, will we? Um, I believe Cause right there. I have it paused at 56 seconds, and – Bowtie 2, as I'm referring to him, who has looks like he has a green shirt on, so he okay. has a watch on his left hand, and he has his hand on Art's shoulder. That's the yeah, no, that's the same guy. He's got a white shirt on. Oh, it is. That's the same guy. Yeah. So this so that's where I was. Yeah. This is the third there's bowtie three. appearance in like less than 60 seconds. Yeah, there's three in this. There's three in this minute. My God. Now, if you back it up about um five six seconds, there's a different bowtie guy standing in front of him. Oh. <laughs> that's what I thought you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he goes by again. Yeah, he's that's got his hand on Arch. And that's right when uh, Art's whining about the wig. Yeah. Saying, oh, how did I get there? <laughs> and you know what? I didn't – I never caught it until just when I was watching this about the wig. Remember when Ray goes running out of the house holding his holding his crotch? Yeah. I think he's got the wig jammed down in his pants then. Where? Just, I, are you talking about now or earlier? No, way earlier when they were in the Klopex house. Remember when he's got to go to the bathroom and he jumps up and he runs? No, no, he can't because he said he finds it after that. I think you found it in a pile of papers next to the couch. Uh, maybe. I always assumed that he found it after Landry popped out. Well, that's the only thing I can think of the reason why he was holding himself so weird. I just thought he had a tinkle. <laughs> I don't know. I could be wrong. But I really thought well, – because I had rewatched that minute for some reason. It was like, why is he doing that? I think he jammed that, that wig on his pants at that point. All right. So uh, Art's been talking <laughs> to this cop for most of the minute. So we're going gonna to – we're going to talk about the cop. That's Franklin and Jaya, by the way. That's what I was going to guess. 
Um, this is a good week for cops. There's two small character actors that play cops this week. They both play excellent cops. They both have a slightly different bent on their cop thing. Yeah. But this guy seems like a cop who's just like, I'm trying to do my job. This guy's being a real a-hole, but I'm a professional. Yeah, he keeps pretty calm about <laughs> He's it. Like I can deal with him. Like this is not the first guy, I've, the first idiot that's been yelling in my face. <laughs> yeah. So uh, on his IMDb, it says this. This is one of the movies he's known for: Bridesmaids, The Burbs, and Convoy. Burr, burr. <laughs> I don't know what Convoy you is. Know Convoy? No. Oh God, what's the Convoy song? Oh jeez. Uh, it's got Chris Christopherson in it, Ali McGraw. I honestly don't he think plays, I he plays that. Spider Mike in it. It's no. about uh, uh, truckers. It, it's, oh, okay. I mean, you've seen like Smokey and the Bandit, right? Right. So imagine Smokey and the Bandit without the Bandit. <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit without the Bandit. That sounds like uh, every which way but loose without, without Let me the Let describe the cover <laughs> that I'm looking at right here. It's Convoy. It's Chris Christopherson, pair of jeans. He's got his thumbs in the into the belt. No shirt. That sounds like typical Chris Christopherson. And Ali McGraw, too. like, draped over his shoulders. <laughs> okay. It also <laughs> describes many uh, posters from 1970s movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. All right, so he doesn't have a very long uh, list here, but we'll see what he's got. Why does he play himself so much? <laughs> he plays himself? Oh, you know what? He must be, like, an improv comedian or something, because he was on a show called Thank God You're Here. Okay. It was a very short-lived show. I liked it. <laughs> I don't know which one he was on. There was a U.S. one and I think an Australian one. But he's done like a, he was on a he was on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson in '88 and '89 a bunch of times as himself guest comic. So he must have been like a stand-up comic or something. Right. Yeah. So some shows he was in. He was in Barney Miller, The Bionic Woman, uh, the aforementioned Convoy, Chico and the Man. So he hit some of those late '70s TV shows. He got some good shows. 1980 jazz singer. I believe that was the one with. Neil Diamond. That I know that movie. You know that movie. I, my mother used to watch that movie all oh the time. My God. <laughs> yeah, it's not a, uh, it's not good. Uh, <laughs> Come on, it's Neil Diamond. In 1984, he was in a TV series called Hot Flashes, where he played Walter Conkright. Okay, I guess they were trying to do a little thing of uh, Walter of the real one. It's just like three letters <laughs> off. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, he did the Birds in 89. He did 227 in 89. Da, 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 da. He jumps around. Uh, in 2002, he was in Queen of the Damned. Ooh, the interview with the really? Vampire sequel. Oh, yeah. Well, that one fell apart. He was on a TV series called Pirate Islands. Have you ever heard of it? No. He played Five Spice. He was on a little TV show called Deadwood. I've heard of that one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm waiting. He played Samuel Fields, which I see now. Um, I think he was the, the guy that helped the guy that ran the, the not the blacksmith. Not, what's the horse place called? The uh, oh, yeah, black. I'm showing myself black. as a true suburbanite here because no, <laughs> the place that, it's not a stable, but it's the place that has horses. Oh God, the barn. He worked for there was like an older black guy that worked there, and he worked for him. I I kind of remember it, but I'm like, the problem is I can almost say no dialogue from that show <laughs> because it's either cursing or worse. <laughs> right. Well, my favorite is the uh, the, Ch- the Chinese guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's he ends up being after the the older guy I think dies. Okay. Spoiler alert. He becomes like the black guy in town. Right. I'm pretty sure I I do know him from there. That's the main thing I know him from. And in Bridesmaids, he was he was Lillian's dad in Bridesmaids. I don't know if I saw. I mean, I may have saw. Which would be helpful if I knew who Lillian was. Like I saw the movie, but I don't know who Lillian was. So you know, got me going down a rabbit hole here. 
Lily was Maya Rudolph. So that was she was the was she the one getting married? Oh god, I don't know. It wasn't her. You know what? I can't anymore. I can't think of it. And then that's pretty much it for him. But he's really good in this. I assume he must do something else and he just jumps in for the occasional role or bit part. Why don't we pause this and you can go watch Bridesmaids and come back and tell us? Well, no, because <laughs> I'm sure there's probably a Bridesmaids minute now. <laughs> probably, as we just, mentioned. If you mention a movie on a podcast, somebody starts doing a minute podcast about it. I'm afraid they say anything anymore. <laughs> I'm not, because I would love for somebody to do that. <laughs> um, although I will admit, this has been brought up before. Comedies, I think, are a little harder to do, unless your comedy has some sort of other overriding plot. Yeah. Like, at least this, there's, like, a little bit of, like, horror and, like, mystery going on. But I still think it would be a tough to do, like, a straight-up comedy. Not that you could you can't just you can't just sit here and describe jokes. It's well, not gonna yeah, work. It's gotta be it's gotta be a really deep comedy. Like I'm trying to think of which comedy movies are getting done. I think somebody's doing Caddyshack, which there's so much going on in that movie, you can probably do it. But like I like to see I like to see somebody do an Adam Sandler movie. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, there's a lot going on in that movies though too, in the background and stuff. Well, at the beginning it'd be good. Yeah. Until you got into his latest ones where it's just him going on vacation. Alright, so I don't I think we covered everything this minute unless you need to go into uh, some deeper bow tie action. <laughs> no, we're gonna get more into the bow tie this week though, definitely. <laughs> oh yeah, we we definitely got a through line for this week. Because we are uh on appearance three in sixty seconds. Yeah. And there's more. There's a lot of bow tie going on here. Like I really start it's one of those things that I feel like if you watch this over and over again, I could find myself in one of those uh that room two thirty seven situations. Do you ever hear that movie? <laughs> Uh-uh. It's a movie just dedicated to theories about The Shining. Oh wow! Oh yeah, it, you talk about a you want to go down the rabbit hole on something. Wow! It is yeah, crazy. Sounds- Somebody got it for me for Christmas one time, and I love stuff like that, like weird conspiracy theories about movies and stuff. It's so in depth and detailed and crazy that even I, like halfway into it, was like, "This is too much for me." <laughs> it goes on for like forty minutes about how they. It's all about the Native Americans and about the whole fake the Apollo moon landing thing and it's every detail in the movie has some sort of huge significance it's crazy yeah some people get really deep and like you, if you talk to the person who made the movie sometimes you're like no we weren't even going for that yeah and like <laughs> Kubrick was a nut but I don't think he was I mean but I guess I couldn't I mean I saw some of his other movies after that so I guess I can't put nothing off completely I will say this though I mean uh, Ricky's friends are still there so they had a nice like uh, what eight hours at Ricky's house yeah, they were just still there and not leaving. Yeah, that's a pretty small night for them. So apparently <laughs> that's who Carol, vacation. Yeah, I just rewatched it Carol, again. I was rewatching it just to see if it was the same bow tie guy, and it is. He may be yeah. a gas guy, but it doesn't explain why he's got a um, bow tie on. No. And who wears a bow tie and a hat? And not like a not like a fancy hat. It's like a crappy like, green mesh hat. Again, I'm paused on that what about the wig part, yeah. and from here he looks just like Tom Selleck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I feel bad for in the scene is the guy that played Walter. Yeah. It's like, dude, I gotta come back and get in makeup and do all this stuff to be on a gurney for half a second. Just sit here while you walk past yeah. me with my picture on. Like, why does it? Don't. Why do I need to be in this scene? Just mention me. Yeah. Maybe he was there, and they're like, you want to do something to do? Go sit on that gurney over yeah. there. He's got less to do in the scene than Landrew. <laughs> but I mean, I'll mention it again, especially for a movie who did not have a large budget, and up until this point has had like five characters. Apparently, they got up to the last two weeks of filming and were like, screw it. We're going to have 100 extras. We're like, oh, we're way under budget with this one. Pay everybody. Yeah. I don't know if there's 100 extras, though. I think Bowtie counts for about 40 of these guys, these people. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they just told everybody, like, just keep walking in figure eights. 
Yeah, walk around, walk around. I think at one point Bowtie walks by and then walks by again in the same direction. <laughs> <laughs> I know. If you were making a horror movie about this, like you'd mention that. Like, look, this guy's in all the pictures. <laughs> yeah, maybe he did it. <laughs> he was the, he was the secret killer. <laughs> like I said, if you made this movie today, you'd have to have a twist like that. Oh yeah, it can't just be the Klopaks. Like that's too simple. You would either have to be like I had mentioned before, like the Klopaks are totally innocent of this crime, but then they're doing something else. Or right. it's not but the Klopaks at all. It's really Art, or it's really Rumsfeld, <laughs> or it's none of them. It's really like the other guy on the side of the street who never they never see. <laughs> It's Ricky. It's Ricky. That's why he's like he loves the street so much because they're all so busy looking at each other. They don't see him over there mur- murdering his whole family, killing his parents. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Painting the, the pillars with their blood. <laughs> all right, uh, I don't have anything else. You got anything else? No, I'm good. All right, so make sure you go over to the uh, Facebook and check us out with a Burbs Minute over there. We're on Twitter. Same thing, Burbs Minute. Go over to our iTunes. Give us a five star review. Um, you can check out the other movies on Movies by Minutes. All right, it's been a whole week. Do we think there's any new movies on there? I'm sure. <laughs> um, but, but, uh, there is a new one on there, The Lost World Minute. Oh. So if you're already listening What's... to Jurassic Park Minute, might as well switch just... over and catch The Lost World Minute, too. I wonder if it's the same people. I don't know. I didn't think Jurassic Park Minute was done. I didn't think they were done Jurassic Park Minute either, but they, I think they started Ghostbusters. Uh... Jurassic Park Minute while they were doing Ghostbusters, so they could be doing two at a time. Yeah, well, they're crazy. Yeah, they're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, that is not something I'm going to do. All right. <laughs> uh, that's all I have. So uh, everybody go home, put on a fancy white shirt, put on your bow tie, and stay safe, neighbors. <laughs>